Total Man Podcast. Swimming with the shark. And you are swinging with the sword. Yeah, man. What's up? What's man, up? we What's super up? good, baby. Listen, welcome everyone to episode two. Man. Episode two. How do we get of here? the Total Man podcast. Total. I am the living sword. And, and I am the shark. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So it's so wonderful. So mm-hmm. wonderful to be back in the studio. Man. I am elated. Be back in the studio. Oh, my God. Um, To talk about tonight's subject. Yeah. Our first episode dealt with a safe place. (laughs) Now, let's talk about this topic tonight entitled, I See Trees Walking. Oh, we. I see trees walking. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you got to unpack the Sounds title. What are you talking about? like a little <laughs> delusional situation going on, right? That looks sad. Man. When I see trees walking, because the reality is trees are not supposed to be walking, okay? No. Anyway, <laughs> something wrong. It sounds like something is not quite right. In the membrane. Yeah, because if you see something like, if somebody tell you, I see trees walking, I'm be like, he high, he high, he real high. You so see let's, trees. Let's, let's, let's do this, man. Okay. Let's go straight to the scripture that we want to come from and, and build the foundation from. I see trees walking. So yes, our sir. audience can get the full picture of what we are talking about. Gotcha. Right? In Mark chapter 8. Let's go. Verses 22 through 26, it reads as follows. It says, Then they came to Bethsaida, and some people brought a blind man to Jesus and begged him to touch him. Taking the blind man by the hand, he led him out of the village, and after spitting on his eyes and laying hands on him, he asked him, Do you see anything? He looked up and said, I see people, but they look like trees walking around. Then then again, Jesus laid his hands on his eyes, and the man stared intently, and his sight was completely restored, and he began to see everything clearly. And he said he sent them home, uh, saying, do not even enter the village. All right? So... So we're going to really put this more around verse 24 when the young man said, I see people, but they look like trees walking around. So tonight we're going to talk about I see trees walking, but if I do a subtitle or a subtopic, yeah, what's that going to be? We can call it. Things just don't look right. Man, I'm living that. <laughs> it just don't look right. When things just don't look right. Because basically at one point we see things clearly. But if you live this life long enough, mm. some things can happen to where the things that you saw clearly at one point, you don't see them clearly anymore. Man. Right? Situations don't look the same. People don't look the same. The outlook, uh, the future now does not look the same. And we need to investigate 
how we can go from seeing things clearly to now we're saying, man, this don't look right. Sounds like the P word to me. What's that? Perspective. Mm-hmm. Perspective. It's when your perspective changes. Like um, you see something that I don't see. That that happens often. I might see something that you don't see. It's a blind side. It's an analogy of the uh, of the tackles. Like if you're playing football, guys, there to protect your backside because you can't see, but he sees. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, he's fighting somebody trying to whoop you at your backside. Yeah. Uh, Tony Evans had a story about that, but it was the wolf story. Two brothers is out, and uh, I'm paraphrasing, of course, and they were out hunting, and it was supposed to be like a $5,000 per wolf award. They were out camping, and they were ready, and Hmm. one brother shook the other and was like, damn, damn, damn. He was spooked. He was shook. They were surrounded by wolves. The other one, he was happy. (laughs) Loading up that rifle. I'm like, what you talking about? Yeah, we surrounded by wolves. It's that fool. We rich. <laughs> it's all about how you look at stuff. Mm-hmm. So I, I, your perspective will change. Here's a question that I have. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Does God use circumstances to, to change your perspective? Or is that, or is it him? Because I know he, he gives us free will. Mm-hmm. Is that him always moving in that? You know what I mean? Well, the God who created life, everything. the God who created everything, he created all the laws and all the principles. One thing I realize is that every choice has a result. Every choice has a what consequence. Yeah. Every action. Yeah. An equal action. And, and, and if, we, if we put in the fact that um, just like, okay, let's take, the, let's take the story of Joseph, all right, when he... Uh, was given the coat of many colors. Oh, man. And then what? He had this dream about his brothers basically at some point uh, bowing down to him. Now, this was something that was going to take place in the future, right? Yeah. However, um, when he got that dream, you know, find out that the brothers got mad and, and then, you know, they, you know, sold him into slavery and then he Man. got slavery to the Potter's house, Potiphar's house. And from Potiphar's house, he got thrown back in He got locked up again. So, so all these different things were taking place, right? So every choice, what well, has a consequence, right? However, in the end... When there was a famine in the land, mm-hmm. and other nations were coming to what Egypt to gain right. some type of food or get some type of substance uh-huh. or get some type of handout. <clears throat> his brother showed up, right? Man. And here he is, the prime minister. <laughs> he went from all these different situations to become the prime minister to to what fulfill the dream that he had. But what did he say? He said, the enemy meant it for evil, but, but God meant it for good. good. So there are some choices that Ooh, we make, hey. right, uh, that can take us to, to one or two or even other directions, right? But knowing that choices have consequences, God can still take those consequences and use it for our good. Right. 
the choices that we make by ourselves, but then also uh, choices that other individuals make that affect us. Right. That's free will, right? So it's, it's, it's the free will working. So we are affected by our choices, but we're also affected by the choice of others. But what right. does Roman 8, 8, 8 and 28 tell us? That all things work together, together for the good, good for them that love God and, and those who are called according, according to his, his purpose. Purpose, not ours. Not ours. <laughs> So it's, so it's providence. Yeah. You know, right. he, it's work. It, it literally is all working. Mm-hmm. Man, but how hard is it for, your, for you not to change your perspective when you get locked up for doing the right thing? Mm-hmm. He didn't sleep with that man's woman. Mm-hmm. She turned, I mean, he turned her down. And he got locked up. For doing the right thing. He got locked up for doing the right thing. So that tells me he had integrity. See, this is the thing. There's some there there are situations there there are circumstances that we deal with that's on again the choices of others. Right. Their decisions. But if, as long as we doing what God tells us, us that's why do. our obedience is so important. That when we walk in obedience and other people walk in disobedience that can what harm or alter our course, God already sees what's going on and he will use what the choices of others, even though it can be ill will, you know what I'm saying? It, yeah. it can be um, you know, unintentional, but it's still a bad choice that can affect us. He knows how to work all of that for our good. Because again, God knows the end from the beginning. Literally. And when he called us for purpose, he already factored in the choices that we make and the choices others will make that will affect us as well. Even if those choices are not good choices. But we need to what stay focused, keep our perspective. There's clear as possible, but it goes back to what we. So let's, but let's let's venture back here. Trees, I see trees walking. I see trees walking. What should look correct doesn't look correct. Yeah, you know what 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 should be clear to me is not necessarily clear anymore. So we got to dive into how you can have vision, how you can have perspective, and now all of a sudden it's distorted. Ooh, which okay. brings us to our second point. Okay, but let's let's deal let's deal with something real quick. Let's go back to the scripture, and and again, so much is in even in this passage. Okay. Yeah. So here Jesus going to Bethsaida. Yeah. And the people brought the blind man. So let's let's deal with blindness first. When you can't see. When you can't see, right? And there's even blindness even when you can see. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Quit stepping on my toes, so right? So, so we, can, we, can, we can extrapolate out of this bad boy, right? So there, there's blindness even when we see. Don't believe your lying eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because what what if what if what you're doing is outside of God's will? What if you are seeing things incorrectly, even though you can can you know you, you know you're right. Clear. 
But you know you're right. Mm-hmm. Or you think you're right. You I mean, it's happened right. to me before. I mean, mm-hmm. I just knew I was right on that. Mm-hmm. But I was looking at it the whole uh, uh, I was totally self-absorbed on the situation and didn't even know it. And you know what? That spooks me. That you can be, I mean, you got people hurling themselves 150 miles an hour Mm -hmm. in the wrong direction. It's like that movie, um, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, and they're riding, and these guys, (laughs) they fell asleep at the wheel, and they're going the wrong way. Mm -hmm. And so the people are riding down. They just woke up, and they're going the same way. Like, hmm. And they're screaming, you're going the wrong way. And they're like, man, this guy's drunk. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. No, they literally were going. I mean, that's how it seems to be, mm-hmm. where someone is going. And we're saying, hey, no, nah, brother, you're going the wrong way. And they're looking at me like I'm stupid. I'm like, no, 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 I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what does say Proverbs? There's there's a way that seemeth what? Right? It seems right, man. To a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Sometimes the direction that we think that we're taking is a good direction, but in reality, it's the wrong way. Man. So, so, <laughs> so but if I do not have the word, if I do yeah. not have uh, uh, the, the, the right direction, you know, just like somebody may... Um, you know, drive down a particular area and they didn't see the sign that says do not enter. Yeah, yeah dead end or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, but they still go in that direction. <laughs> Did you not see that sign up there? No. I ain't paid you know? attention. Exactly. And so, again, there there's a way that seems right. We and That's the situation we don't want to find ourselves so, in. Yeah, and that it seems right. There's a way that seems right. We don't we don't want to find ourselves in that. And the only way that can the only thing that really can help us in that area is being founded upon the word of God. And when we know the word, then Okay. Right? Yeah. When we know the word and we're absorbing the word and we are doing what he told Joshua, meditate on it day and day night. And night. Then we are fully equipped. Because that's not, is that not the Holy Spirit's job, though? Mm-hmm. To keep us from, here I go again on my own. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. rolling down the, I mean, because mm-hmm. I guess they've left, in the analogy, the way I understand it, because they've left it to our own wisdom, we'll be, we're, we're all, we'll be hurling down a dead end road yeah. at 150 miles an hour. Yeah, he said, "What my thoughts are not your thoughts, and my ways, and my ways your... are not your ways. My ways are what higher, higher yeah. uh, than yours." And and the beautiful thing about it is that God is the is the one that can sit and see things that we cannot see. Right, right. Because time, like a story to him, he looking mm-hmm. at the beginning and the end. Mm-hmm. To me, it just speaks to his man, his so, power. So it, it starts off with blindness. I got it. So now. We got to come from a place of blindness to a point to where we can see clearly, right? So we see this man, he's blind, they, 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 they um, bring him to Jesus, but what did Jesus do? Jesus led him, him out of that place. Yeah, we got to get out of here. Takes, takes you out of the village. 
And we'll touch on that in just a little bit. <laughs> got to get out of here. You got to get out of there. But, you know, he, he goes on this, you know, he, he um, uh, after spitting on his eyes and laying his hands upon him, he asked, do you see anything? But what did he say? He looked up and said, I see people, but they look like trees walking around. So let's say something here. Mm. It's obvious that this blindness was something that happened after birth, something that took place while was, he was yeah. able to see. I was going to ask that. How do you know what trees look like? Thank you. you know how how do you know what trees look like if you have not seen, seen them before? Okay. So it's obvious to me, or we believe that what we're reading here, he lost his and we sight. stay in contact, at some point he was able to see but lost his sight. Mm. Got it. That's a that's an analogy in itself. Mm -hmm. So we got sometimes we got to okay. deal with how did we lose our sight? Okay. So he lost his sight, but Jesus touched, and he said that uh, I see people, but they look like trees walking around. Now, <laughs> distorted, marred, unclear. Right? Dingy. Yeah, all of that. Fuzzy. <laughs> Fuzzy, yeah. All kind of things we can... we can A whole know, bunch of synonyms. Uh, uh, of being, having, having distorted vision. But let's, let's, let's go, let's take a little bit further. The Bible says that he laid hands on his eyes again. The second time? And the man stared intently. And his sight was completely restored, and he began to see everything clearly. Now, we see that at one point he was blind. He, he became blind after being able to see because the fact that he can identify a tree yeah. lets us know that more than likely he was able to see at one point. Correct. But then he lost his sight. But then when Jesus began to restore his sight, distortion so because just just and, and I believe the Lord left this second touch in here for a reason. To say that you can begin to see things clearly. Yeah. Well, before you uh, begin to see things clearly, things can be distorted before you see things clearly. So if if we if we do a reverse thing here, mm -hmm. you can see things clearly. And begin to see things distortedly and then to a point where you constantly lose, when you lose your sight and become blind. If we do a reverse engineering mode, <laughs> you, you, you looked at my face and was like, yeah, that. <laughs> right? So we can, so I, this is possibly the uh, reverse situation that happened with this man because at one point he was able to see clearly right then it probably became distorted and he just got that was and the then, norm and, and, and then yeah, exactly and then oh he became blind. totally blind. all right because right. that was the question i was going to ask and that's what i was going to say is like okay can it be where your blind your your sight is so distorted mm -hmm. that you just normalize that, and that's okay. the new norm. So when you put on, when you finally get clear, it's like, oh wow! Mm -hmm. It was like that me with glasses for. I mean, I was like, I mean, I can see, but then I, <laughs> but when I got some new glasses, I was like, man, mm -hmm. I thought that I thought that was red the whole time, and it was orange. You know, just mm -hmm. being able to have that 
real clarity. What scares me is the fact that you may have people walking around with distorted vision swearing yeah. they 2020. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so now let's break down distorted vision. What does distorted vision look like? What 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 is that's a commonality of distorted vision? You got to tell me. Well, there's a lot of people that's walking around with distorted vision. Okay, so 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 let's let's look at uh, this right here. Um, distorted vision. I can do this by myself. Oh, that's a yeah, I, I don't. I don't need anybody's help. Mm. Right. I. I. You know. Uh, I. I can. I can make it on my own. I can accomplish things on my own. You know. Guess what? That's this. That's the sort of So. So. In other words, you. You. You are uh, deceived into believing that you can make it by yourself. No one is an island, man. You. You can. You know what I'm saying. You yeah. can deceive into that. Um, another sign of distorted vision is that I'm not going to make it. I, I, I can't see myself graduating from college. Cursing yourself then. You know what I'm saying? Because you yeah. know, distorted vision meaning that you can't see yourself in a certain place. Wow. When you're in a place where you can't visualize the success, you know that the Lord has something for you, and you, you're in a really bad place. You're in a dangerous situation. Mm-hmm. That's almost like a no-hope situation where you can't see yourself. Yeah. You can't see yourself making it. You can't see yourself That's making it. That's bad. Yeah. Okay. You know, I can't see myself in another relationship. I can't oh, see man. myself loving again. I can't see yeah. myself happy again. Um, I would never accomplish making a certain amount of money. Mm-hmm. I, you know, we distorted vision is basically a limitation that we place on ourselves. Really? It's, it's a limitation that we walk in. It's a, it's a place where our beliefs have a cutoff point. Mm-hmm. We actually place, uh, place a, a, a boundary on our belief. A we, govern. So we govern our own motor. Yeah, we govern, right? We don't go past a certain belief because oh, we don't think we deserve it. So That's bad. That's, yeah. that's not of God, though. Exactly. If God says that I'm the, you know, just the head and I'm the, the head tail. and not the tail, then <clears throat> if I'm in the tail section, I still... If I don't see myself as the head, I would never what make You'll any steps to go there. Oh, I would never make oh. any steps to become the head of whatever God may desire for me. Right. So, distorted vision, distorted vision comes in many forms. Man, you know, I I, 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 I will. I, Okay, it, it will show up in relationships where I, I don't, I can't see myself reconciling with someone who hurt me. I can't see myself reconciling with a, a family member. Yeah, you know, I, I don't see myself even doing 
greater or better even in ministry. I'm, I limit myself to this right here. Mm. I can never expand and reach people beyond my belief that that I'm, my belief of my ability. And it's not that God placed that boundary on you. You did. You placed that boundary on yourself. Influenced by the enemy or just your own lack of you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Is it your own lack of study or influences by the enemy or a little bit about all of that? Mm-hmm. But I mean, well, then how, how do we clear our vision? Well, one of the, the Lord said. So, so let's, let's go a little bit further here. Okay. We can walk when, down and he the said road his hands. Bit. Uh, then Jesus laid his hands on his eyes, and the man stared intently, and his sight was completely restored. So why was there a second touch? He needed it. Yeah, he definitely needed a second touch. But look at look at the ministry of Christ where, where there were some healings and some deliverances that took place. You didn't really see what Jesus had to do a second thing. No. Perform something over to for it to be complete. No, why did that. he have to touch a second time? I believe what the scripture is telling us that is not um, basically um, written, but it's revealed when you read it. Yeah. I wonder if something was going on in his head that prevented him from seeing clearly, even though God opened up his eyes. Oh, I get it. Why? Okay, his eyes are open, but why couldn't he see things clearly just with his eyes being... So it was more than one thing wrong with this dude. more than one thing wrong. Wrong. I get it. Check this out. Can I get scientific here? Can I, can right. I get into medical, into the medical field? I'm not a doctor, you know, none of that. You're a doctor tonight. Doctor. In the brain, <laughs> basically in the back of your head, there's a area called the occipital lobe. Oh man. Okay, the occipital lobe, the the the, the uh, say that again. <laughs> don't don't try it. Just leave it alone. The, the, mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. The, oh, the, the, listen, the occipital lobe, it this job is to create the image and form it correctly based upon what the eye sees. It, it's 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 a signal relay then. It's okay. a signal relay. It gets yeah, the okay, signal got, and shapes you, it. Okay, yeah, you got that. I got that. Then you got the optic nerve that and the reticle that that, that touches that that's, that's the tube or the channel right. by which the light travels through. The images travel through, but it goes to the mind where the mind or the lobe has to what form the image correctly. My God! So, bro, you can see clearly, but you, but you ain't. But if it. this is damaged, you ain't gonna see clearly. You're not gonna see it right. That's why he saw trees walking, dude. We've been reading this story since we was kids, and I ain't never. Uh, That's why that I see had trees never walking. really a comp. 
Uh, like I never saw from that. But, but there, there's other. There's probably other things. Uh, it was that can more be than one thing this. wrong with this guy. He could have got hit on the head. He could have fell off the wagon as a kid See? and just been slowly yeah. losing it. And the Lord was like, "Okay, boom, boom." He, yeah. you know, he knew. Yeah. Of course, so, Jesus knew. Not only did you need to see, but you needed to see clearly. Because what is having vision when it's always distorted? Oh, man. Because if it's always distorted, I'm not seeing it right. If, 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 and so, Drill, if I'm not seeing it right, I'm going to operate on what I see. So if it doesn't look right, I'm not going to do anything. Yeah, ain't going to do nothing. Because I'm it looks right to you. I'm going to leave that alone. Yeah. You know what? Just, just think about this from a relationship standpoint. For, first of all, before I go to that. Yeah. How yeah, can... So, so, so if the elemental load was damaged, what, what may have caused the damage? You know, sometimes there's a reason why when people ride motorcycles that a helmet <laughs> he's supposed to wear a helmet right it's, it's right is right. is necessary okay oh yeah necessary because if my head it's the hits pain. something so hard <laughs> that you know i can i can lose my life right yeah you can but die so i can get a hit that will cause brain damage Permanent. It even, it, can, it even can cause blindness. Oh, yeah. Deafness. All of that. So what if this young man got hit at some point in, the, in his head where he lost his sight? Let's say that was the reason that he got became blind. T-word comes to mind when you say that. Trauma. Mm, there we go. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm picking up with you, Stephanie. What keeps a lot of human beings from moving forward and accomplishing positive stuff? Trauma. Positive things. Trauma. Whatever. Trauma. 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 Childhood trauma. Relationship, Relationship trauma. trauma. Work trauma. trauma. Church Ministry trauma. trauma. You know. Trauma from abuse. That's a big pack. Right? Back trauma back. from abandonment. Yes. Okay. Trauma from illness. Do we? Right. Because trauma has a way of making your future seem distorted. There you go. I get it. You don't have a clear future because based on what I've gone through, it has created a resistance in my life to accomplish the very thing that God gave me the ability to accomplish. But because I'm still affected by what happened in my life, that I can't move forward in that area or I don't believe I can accomplish that because what? I've been so damaged by what has happened. Traumatized. Traumatized. So how does that look like with in, in a man? How does yeah, that like look with like brother, in a woman? I, I think it's a lot of brothers walking around traumatized. Mm-hmm. I mean, sisters too. And this is the Total Man podcast. Yes. But I think I don't think we do a good enough job addressing 
trauma. I don't think we use the word well enough to even see it. I think that trauma is like a silent killer, like stress or, you know, like, uh, what is it, a stroke, heart attack? They call them silent killers. Because, I mean, you know, by the time you really, trauma, and, and there's, well, I mean, there's trauma in everything. So, so could it be that we have a lot of a lot of brothers and sisters just walking around, man, with severe PTSD? Just call it what it is. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Severe from whatever your childhood, whatever experiences, because our experiences mold our life. Yeah, experience. I mean, they 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 have a good job. They do a good job of that. Mm-hmm. But I believe what we have to do as total men and. Is I actually lean on God and and getting in this word to help us learn how to deal with it. Because I'm be honest with you, it's some things that I believe were traumatic. Now, as I got older, my perspective would change because I see, oh wow, that was that was a traumatic experience. Mm-hmm. Never dealt with it in that mm-hmm. fashion. I, it was just like, well, that's the norm. You know, it's what you go through. Mm-hmm. As a as a young man out here, you know, hey, you just go through dealing with, you know, a woman that might be by standards certifiable. You know what I mean? Or a, a woman in herself dealing with a man. What maybe she might be dealing with a brother that that is crazy. Mm-hmm. But it's. Her daddy was crazy. Mm-hmm. Her brothers are crazy. So that's what, hey, this man punching walls and screaming and calling her everything but a child of God, that's that's normal. Dare I say, she ain't going to want to love you unless you do that. She think you a punk if you ain't calling her out of her name or something of that fashion, which is not my experience. But I've seen that. Mm-hmm. So is the seat of that trauma... That PTSD, is that what's driving the perspective distortions? Yeah, because it's keeping us seeing trees, so to speak. So if it doesn't look right, there's no reason for me to, what, approach it. If my future doesn't look right, if getting into another relationship doesn't look right, matter of fact... You, uh, the right person can come up on you. Matter of fact, I, let, me, let me share this. Now, that's a good one. Let me share this. Let me share this. I was talking with a young lady one day, and this is what she said. She said, Kirkwood, you know, I'm just going to be honest. I've been through so much hell in my last relationship that if somebody new comes in my life, mm-hmm. I probably would not see them as someone that I can right. live the rest of my life with. They can be a good person. They can be the right individual for me. They can be the best mm-hmm. thing that came my way. But because... Of what I went through in my last relationship, Man, sad. I probably would not even see that individual. Right? <sighs> Distorted. PTSD. Distorted. He looks like a tree walking. He don't look right. He don't look right. She don't look you right. You know why? Because what I dealt with now is the basis of how I see everything else. 
So if if I've been in a bad relationship long enough, you get you get some people in a bad relationship long enough, there it's going to be hard for them to see a good one. Ooh wee, ooh wee. To see a good one. Oh okay. man. A lot of men deal with this as well Correct. because. A lot of times they're not even trained properly, not even taught properly how to actively act as a man, a, a companion, you right. know what I'm saying, a husband, and all these different things that a, a good brother. How about just being a good brother to her? Yeah, how about a good friend. Sometimes a good friend. A good friend. But a lot of men don't get that type of teaching, don't get that type of conversation from people that know how it's supposed to operate. They don't get that, right? And so they go into relationship after relationship and where all of a sudden, you know, they, they can't function. They can't function right. They can't function properly. And so that's a problem. So, um, so at any rate, when we when we have that going on, it's 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 hard for for people to try to navigate through life, through relationships, through situations, because what they have gone through, whether it's out of whether something what, based on what they've gone through, right, what they've experienced, or even out of ignorance, or all of that put together. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right. They, they, they just can't function. You got men who can't even act right on jobs. Right. You know what I'm saying? And even in positions that's designed to, um, designed for them to benefit from. But they can't even, they can't even function properly on that. They don't have any discipline. Yeah. Right? They don't have any. Uh, work ethic. Work ethic. All these different things, man. Distorted. How you going? How are you going to be able to manage men responsibilities if you can't even manage the daily things? If you can't manage to get up mm -hmm. in the morning and be at work on time, how can you be expected to be able to? Manage and caretake a family if you can't caretake yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think br so many brothers have been not trained because a lot of us are not on our post. So these youngsters are left to the TV telling them what a man is or some songs or something like that. And it's not of a, a not as many of us in that surrogate role. To show them, hey, look, man, sometimes it ain't all about running our mouth. It's about them seeing you mm -hmm. doing what the Lord, what you're supposed to do, even how we handle trauma. Because I know, man, I hear <laughs> A lot of people grow up in broken homes. Yeah. Um, brokenness. Brokenness, man. Bro broken homes where the family dynamic is so dysfunctional. It's and, normalized. And yet it's, it, yeah, it's normalized, but we carry those dysfunctional principles with us in life, and we try to use it as we go move forward. But the reality is, if I grow up in dysfunction, there's a high chance of me not going to the to the to the extent as as to the extent 
based upon how God created right. the, the thing that God laid out for me to travel and, and to, you know, walk in, man, because, you know, if I'm, if, if, if all of my values that I've learned based on my experience mm-hmm. that it are dysfunctional, then there's only so far I can go. It's only so far I can go. You limited. You limited. Mm-hmm. You just limited yourself. Yeah, I'm saying I raised the, you know, the bar. Mm-hmm. You know, the bar is just this right here, man. There's some people that been in the streets. Mm, you probably Bruh, some that been in the streets in life for 25 and 30 years. Still got the same three rocks they had on the same corner 20 years ago. They mm-hmm. still doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Expecting like I'm like, bro. Expecting a change. How long you gonna walk around with your life savings in your pocket? Mm-hmm. You know, just to pay for dinner for everybody, and pull an eighty thousand dollar car on a rent control place or something. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. Our, our our priorities are wrong. Yeah, they're wrong. Yeah, and 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 just like people come out of prison. They deal with the mentality of being institutionalized, man, and it and it carries with them. And a lot of people find it hard to what function in today's society because the institution has shaped their ways of thinking and shaped their thoughts, and they care try to carry carry this outside. And guess what? They, they dealing, they're dealing with a mental roadblock, bro. But I think I think some you know, of that is our fault, man. Of course. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's I'm just gonna be 100. You know, you got Kim folks come out of the pen, man, and they didn't spend more time in that situation. Then when they come out, they can't get a gig, or people don't even treat them, you know, straight. Or you, or you just don't have nothing positive to say to pour into them. Mm-hmm. You know, then some of it is them. Some of them need to be locked up. Mm-hmm. Be honest with you, bruh. I know it's cash, man. We knew, you know, in certain neighborhoods and stuff, man, on the hood. And it's like, hey, man, where he go? Man, he just went back home. You know what that meant? That's yeah. where he, man. I, I don't ever want to be in a position where I'd rather be in a seven by seven with two thousand other dudes than to be with my woman and my kids and my family. And Dirty Dave and Junior and you yeah. out here doing man and total man and drinking bangs and eating chocolate Twinkies and having a great time. So, again, how do we get from distorted to seeing things clearly? All right. We first got to admit we got to get to a place where we admit that we don't see things the That's way the first step. We need to, right? The first thing to deliverance is admitting what has you bound. Like, I can't see well. I, yeah. I don't... We, well, can't, uh, we can't accept... You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because pride will have you accepting something... That's what I was and going to ask. living with something right. that God wants us to what? Get rid, rid of. of. 
So right. we had to ask God, God, show me, mm-hmm. you know. Well, sometimes we see it. But you know what I found out? There, there's some people that enjoy being helpless. <laughs> it's unpack that, bro. It's, it's a reality. And what? They enjoy what you being mean, helpless. Enjoy being helpless. Let me tell you something. Like it's a ploy? You think they're using that to like pull you in? You know what I'm saying? Well, sometimes they find themselves stuck. Let me tell you why some people find themselves stuck in the helpless state. They're mm-hmm. stuck in a helpless state because what? Distorted vision. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's some people that... And they like it. Guess what? They've been delivered from um, a bad relationship. Yeah, right? Yeah. They've been delivered from a bad situation, whatever it was. They're delivered from it, Okay. And sometimes after you deliver from a thing, there's a there's this there's this middle ground, this this area where there's a fork in the road. Are you okay? Are you gonna? Are you? Oh, let's call it like this. Sometimes that door is closed. Mm. Okay. So so okay. Here's a prime example. When when the Egyptians, no, I'm sorry. When the Israelites came out of Egypt. They would cross over the Red Sea. Yep. Guess what? Those waters came back and closed the Red Sea. So guess what? You you're not going back unless you're gonna try to swim all back through the Red Sea. <laughs> ain't no I'm going, going back. Ain't back there, right? Ain't no going back. Ain't no going. Yeah. Ain't no. Yeah. And he, he, okay. So yeah, now you're you're in the wilderness area of your life with the what promised land in front of you and death behind okay. you. Yeah, well, death is behind me. Or just the path. And guess what? That door is shut. That's it. But what happens sometimes is when I'm in the wilderness area of my life, I get a lot of help. I get a lot of of attention. You know what I'm saying? I get a lot of encouragement. I get a lot of inspiration. Right? And I can grow addicted to that if I never come from the wilderness to head to right. my destination. So you're going to have to have the courage enough to leave the safe house. Yes. But sometimes, it, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did. Yeah, the safe yeah. house is the place where it's only supposed to be temporary. There we are. Now we in the vein. It's supposed to be temporary. Not permanent. We got people, again. They setting up camp. Yes, they did. They on, Right camp. on the other Matter side of, fact, of the river. You know, just like in the wilderness, the they had tents. <laughs> the tents were this, because it's temporary. God wants to get us from the temporary, because this is the thing. We need the temporary situations to what? Heal from where we came from. That door is closed. If if, if in my past was a bad relationship, if there was abuse, if there was Mm -hmm. abandonment, if if I was being talked about, if there's failure after failure after failure, and I dealt with the consequences of it, but been delivered from it. You got to move on. You got to move. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. That That's my past. And guess what? There's some people that we walked away from. They don't want us back anyway. <laughs> 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 there's some
I'm saying? Guess what? There's some <laughs> places do, that do not want you back. There's some yeah. relationships that do not want you back. We try to hold on to that stuff. Nah, bro. But they do not want you back. So it's best for you to move forward. But I come to a place where I need to heal first. I need to rehabilitate a little bit. Yeah. I need to learn how to walk. I need to learn yeah. how to think again. There's nothing I need wrong to learn, with that. You know what I'm saying? And and that's the time. The wilderness is where I'm what healing from what I trauma dealt with. Right. The trauma. Yeah. Just the, because. The trauma from the past needs to be dealt with before I move into the promised land. I got you. Okay? So, but what happens in that, again, that middle ground is that you will get attention. Oh, yeah. You get a lot of help. You need some help. We yeah, got you get you. a lot of encouragement. You, okay? you know why? Because we love to be hugged. We love from words of affirmation to help us doing that. T- and we can get what? Spoiled. Spoiled with coddled. all that. Spoiled with attention. You like being coddled. And then, because if you're not careful, hmm. you'll be entertaining more attention right. than you will entertain help. So you got a whole building full of little, I was going to say, well, boy crying wolf or, you know what I mean? So a lot so of just, again, people just need to be, just need to be caught up. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can be stuck in helplessness. Good Lord. And a lot, I think the core of being stuck with helplessness is <laughs> I still have not gotten over. That trauma hit. So my, guess what, sir? I need another touch. Yeah. Yeah. My mind is traumatized to where I cannot see myself in the promised land. And so if I can't see myself there... I'm not going to make any efforts to get there. First step, admit. Admit. Admit that I'm messed up. Admit that I have not even done any, because this is the thing. I've, I've heard this, and I think Dr. Darius Darius said this, and I heard others say this. Uh, more of Dr. Dan, uh, Dr. Darius Daniels. He said this. The person that hurts you is not responsible for healing you. That's your responsibility. That's a mean one. I would not think that. Because, Drill, I, and I think we may have said it in the last podcast, uh-huh. I'm going to say it again. Nobody, who, who, who shoots you and in the arm him. and the leg and then drive you to the emergency room? No matter. <laughs> Nobody. Because they were trying to kill you. You know what I'm saying? Hey, hey, and listen, hey, I shot this dude. Y'all take care yeah. of him. I got what I wanted, though. I got his gun. I got I robbed him. rolling. But, uh, you know. No, they're going to leave you right there. That That's not their job. Our job is to get the healing that we need. So are we asking the robbers to take us to the ER? <laughs> that is insane when you, you know, just think of it like that. And, and you know what? That's we insane. Look, and then most of the people that hurt you are not going to apologize because they thought they were right. There's some people that they're not going to even apologize. They're not, they're not apologizing. There's some people they don't they don't apologize for nothing, no way. Yeah. So so we got we got to admit mm. the first step to getting what we need is admitting, admitting. the need. Second admitting step. Admitting where we yeah. So the, and the, then the second step 
is I got to identify the point where I lost my sight. Oh, man, that's hard okay? to do. I, I got to identify that. How you do that? Because well, first time all, pass, you got to learn about know. this thing called self-awareness. <laughs> and guess what? Self-awareness <laughs> takes courage. Yeah, it takes yeah. discipline. You got to have the wearables, man. Yes. You have to look at yourself, see where you are, and identify, man, I'm jacked up right here. <laughs> well, you know. I know I can't see. Now I need to find out what started the distortion. Where did I lose my sight? What did I do? What hurt me? Go back and get what it. What bothered me? What frustrated me? Where? Yeah, where did where did I go? Where where did I get off? From? Mm. You know, where did this? I often look back at that now. <laughs> what was that song by the OTD back then? Where did we go wrong? <laughs> right. I don't know. So. There's a there's a point where we lost it. There's a point where our trust diminished. There's a point where our hope deteriorated, where it began. And we have to learn how to first admit that we can't see well. And secondly, we have to backtrack. Where did I lose this? Where did it start? Okay? So that so we gotta go through this process of taking the limits off that we placed on ourselves and be and walk in the mm. limitless. That's gonna take a certain amount of From courage. Limited to limitless. Limitless. Be we, courage. We, courageous. Be very courageous. Very courageous. It's gonna right? take courage to yeah. do that. Yeah, and it takes strength, right? And, and, and again, and one thing we found, you know, this is the thing, too. You can't teach willpower. No. No. You know what I'm saying? There's You're nothing that you can take. There's yeah. nothing that you can inject. There's nothing that you can ingest no. for willpower. But the Bible says that God can work in us the will to do a thing. He can supernaturally do it. Only he can do that. Only he can do it. That's, you can't teach desire. You no. can't teach will. But but God, if you chase but God, if you chase the Lord hard enough, and as a prayer that I've had in the past, Lord, make my wants line up with what you want for me my life. Mm-hmm. You know, where I go from wanting things and, and all that mm -hmm. to just wanting to please God and with my life. And then all this other stuff that I even, that I really didn't even, I, I used to have a desire for. But now the things that I know, it's like even before I even think of what I think I may need, it just, it's there. Mm -hmm. It's provided, but I'm chasing after what God wants for my life, yeah. even though it's a press. It's a press. It's a press. That's why, that's why uh, Paul said, I press toward, toward the mind. Why is it a press? Because there's always something. Opposition. That's going, that's going to be a resistance. Even going to be what God wants us to be is going to come up, a, come, uh, come up against some level of resistance, you know. So, um, so check this out. So first of all, we got to again, we got to admit um, where we were. Well, I'm sorry, we got to admit that we don't see well. Secondly, we got to identify 
um, where we lost our vision or our sight. And this takes self-awareness. You got to be courageous when it comes to self-awareness. And, and, and of course, part of that, too, is, you know, we got to take the necessary steps for the full uh, restoration and recovery. The necessary steps. The necessary steps. One of the things we got to do, if necessary, is to forgive. <laughs> and that's a cuss word in Christianity these days. Because we, well, we can we can we can serve and well, do what oh, we need to oh, do oh, without oh, forgiving. What did Pastor Stevenson say? F you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shout out to Abbas yeah. uh, Stevenson, yeah. Matthew Stevenson, the third. And, and, and my people, that means forgive you. Yes, not. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it's not that kind of program. Yeah. 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 This is a clean program. Yeah. But forgiveness, forgiveness Ooh. is huge. Forgiveness Wait. is huge because part my healing, I my got healing, to forgive you. My healing determines a lot of cases my willingness to forgive. It's a supernatural law at work. A supernatural because reconciliation, salvation is an act of love through forgiveness. So you trying to tell me that everybody that's walking around here, these people that are not that are that have a lot of unforgiveness in their hearts, they hurt people. They are they hurt. Of course. And I'm not saying that they are hurting yeah. people. I'm saying they the ones that walk around hurt. They're walking around. That's why they don't, you know. If I'm walking around with anger, when I'm walking around with bitterness, all I'm doing is hurting myself. Guess what? You can have sleepless nights about someone who has done something to you while the person who's done something Sleeping is good. Sleeping good. I'm telling you. You up at night mad, angry, frustrated. Yeah. And they're sleeping well. <laughs> yeah, that's... Again, the person person that shot you is not taking you to the emergency room. They're going to go home and and, and sleep well because they they straight. Yeah, they were fired every shot in the gun. Yeah, yeah, you're in a bad situation, though. You're in a bad situation. So forgiveness is one of the things that we have to embrace. Now, forgiveness, does that mean I hang back? Hang back out with you that we reconnect. Re- yeah, forgiveness, for, actually, forgiveness is not a, a reinstatement of trust. It's not a reinstatement of trust. It's not a reinstatement of a relationship. You know what I'm saying? That's not what it is. No. Total Man Podcast. Swimming with the shark. And you are swinging with the sword. So we got forgiveness, and forgiveness is so vital. It's something that we have to operate in. It's something that right. we have to give, and it, and it, it frees us up from any expectations of this individual giving us the proper um, reparations, right? We, we got to get away from people who can't heal us. <laughs> They can't, they can't heal us. We, we got to get away from that. Okay? We got... See. Again, forgiveness does not restore relation. It's not, it's not a relationship restore. It's not a trust restoration thing either. Because I can forgive you, but you're not getting my trust again. I can forgive you, but you're not getting my friendship again. 
Is that cool to do? Yes, it's cool to do. Yes, it's cool to what do. What if they really, really fine? What if they really, really fine? <laughs> oh, you go back if you want to. <laughs> now, you go back if you want to. But she real bad. Yeah, you can go back. Again, you can go back mm-hmm. if you want to. I'll tell you what the Lord you, told you, me. Guess what? That woman going to destroy you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? Yeah, you you have the choice, okay? You, you have the choice to reconnect with whoever you want to reconnect <laughs> Those are your choices. God gave you free will, right? Yeah. We talked about earlier about how choices have right. consequences. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can go back and, 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 and you can choose to go back if you want to. I don't want to go I back wish and get you the that. best. As they say, God speed. <laughs> yeah. God speed when you reconnect with those jokers that abandoned you and that did you wrong and all of that, you know. I'm just going to give them another chance. And, you know, I just want to show them the love of God. And I'll, go go right ahead. Go right ahead. If you feel you need to try to prove something to somebody, you know, give them, you know, give yourself another chance to try to win them over. Give yourself another chance to try to uh, change them. Go right ahead. Yeah, until they bust your forehead. Yeah, go, go right ahead. However... <laughs> Sometimes you got to forgive and move on. It's just simple. And it's okay to do. It's okay to do. Okay. Because let me tell you what, uh, what, uh, see, distorted vision also would do this thing too. It will place guilt as a reason. It will use guilt to keep you bound to something. Because it's because check this out. My distorted vision also is a sign that I've lost my esteem. Oh my god. When my, my when, when my when my esteem should be high, it's low actually. And long as I'm operating in low self-esteem, I can find myself trying to reconnect with someone <laughs> yeah. in order to gain my esteem back. I, 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 I need to feel loved. I need mm. to feel wanted. I need to feel validated. So let me go to the person that basically, you know, uh, took it from me, but I believe I can love them enough you can't. You know, you know, hug them enough and you do can't. for them enough for them to love me. Let me see if I can make them love me. No. No, nah, that ain't going to work. Gonna happen. It's not going to work. Distort it. You, you know why? Because you don't have enough courage of your own. You don't have enough esteem of your own Where to else? walk away. And that takes courage. It takes courage. We talk about that. Yeah. But who can give you the courage? Christ. Christ can give you the courage. He is the courage. So let's go back to the scripture, though. Got it. So part of this also is letting Jesus lead you out. He led him out of the village. Yeah, the front part, the first thing. First thing he did. Let's let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. Why? Mm -hmm. Because the environment that you in is conducive to your blindness. Ah, there go that word again, bro. Oh boy, here we go. When you keep using me, thirteen little words, environment. The environment again. We talked about it in the same place where Jesus was in a bad environment. Oh 
yeah. It was, but it was he horrible. is the safe place in a bad. He's the good environment in a bad environment that told him, hey, come out of that area and come over here. Right. Come from that area and come over here. here. Here's another thing that he's doing. Hey, you follow me out of here. Yeah, I'm going to show you the way. So sometimes there are situations where Lord can come to you in a bad environment, right? Oh, man. But also, there's times where he's going to pull you out of that, that bad environment first before he does anything. Hey, you come out of this village, bro, because you, you, you're in a situation, you are in some surroundings that are conducive to your blindness. So let me get you away from the people, the atmosphere that are you. contributors to your condition. Yeah, let me help you out. So we got to be willing to what? Separate, let Jesus we separate gotta Let him pull us out, sanctify oh, Jesus, us. Can you do it just around my friends and do it around? No, come out from among them, them. and be ye separate. Well, that's what we all are called to do. All right, so we got to come out from among them. So we got to sometimes forgive. Then after forgiveness, we need to separate Separation. ourselves. And then receive the healing. Go through the process. Man. And sometimes... I don't know. It takes... Years. Sometimes healing is a process. It's, it doesn't happen instantly. Because as we can see... His sight were restored, but his mind had to be touched. <laughs> his sight were restored, but it's, again, how many people come out of a bad relationships but do not heal properly? So they really, they don't, if you don't ever really move on, you, it's like suspe you're suspended. You know what I mean? I can be out of the place. <laughs> But what the place did to me can still, still be with, you. with me. Yeah. You know how people talk about, man, I'm finna move to Atlanta. I'm, you know, me move to Texas. All these different. Nah, right? I like Texas. Now, check this out. I like their gun laws. It doesn't matter where you go. If nah. you were dysfunctional wherever you were, you're gonna be dysfunctional there. Where you go. <laughs> Yeah. And that just doesn't go for states. That goes for churches, And too. guess what? I don't care how you pack your bags. <laughs> you still junkie. I don't care how you pack your bags. Yeah. Right? You can take and pack your bags and you take them through the, you know, uh, what, what, what did we do, man? We take them through the, uh, the go TSA the and stuff. TSA and all of that. They'll, they'll scan that bad boy, make sure you ain't got nothing illegal mm -hmm. or nothing that uh, Dope uh, is not coded. You know what I'm saying? But guess what? <laughs> you go through that uh, security. They scan you, you straight. But you still got your dysfunction with you yeah. that they didn't pick up. It's like <laughs> it's like right. a joker man <laughs> that don't never take a shower, but instead of taking a shower, he just buy new clothes. You still funky? You still funky, man. It's gonna it's gonna bleed through the clothes. With your you funky you. self. Yeah, I don't care how much, you know. You know. <laughs> Ain't that much cologne gonna cover up that must. No, man. So you trying to say we got some musty Christians out here? Oh, man. Oh, my God. Funky. It's a stench. Funky. Little Drill says that. Oh, it's a stench in here. It's a stench. It's a stench. But, man, we got to forgive. We got to be willing to separate. We got to go through the process of healing. And after healing takes place. This is crucial. 
You got to put in preventive measures. You got to do the PM work, baby. Preventative you take maintenance. Necessary steps. Yeah. What did he, the last instructions he gave him? He said, in one translation, it said, go to your own house and he said, do home, not man. pass in the village. Yeah, don't go back there. Don't go to that village. Well, you think it was just a lot of evil there or just naysayers or that might have been the cause of the trauma. You you know what I mean? Yeah, first and foremost, if we look at Bethsaida, Bethsaida was a place that Jesus at one point um, sent the disciples to and preached the word there. Miracles were performed. But guess what? They they, They loved the miracles, but they didn't respond to the gospel message. There was no repentance. The purpose of the miracles was to show Jesus Christ as the Savior, to show him as the what promised Messiah Correct. to come and say. But before he went to the cross, he said what repent. Yeah. So he expected or let's say demanded a level of fellowship. A oh. level of belief on his way to the cross. That's another F word. That's he demanded F word. Repent. Repent is is a change of mind. Right. Uh, turn away and turn to, right? Yeah, exactly. So you turn, turn away, away from, from your old ways and turn, and, and to, turn God. to me. Right. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Right. No man comes to the what? Father. Except, except by, by me. me. So this is, he's the only way. He is the only way. Solamente uno. He's the only way. He's the only way. So if I'm going to maintain my healing, I got to put in preventive maintenance. Now, I got a couple questions on that. What are some preventative, some PM maintenance items? Of course, I know prayer. Mm-hmm. Prayer is, is, is paramount. Mm-hmm. I mean, we put it up at corporate prayer all the time. I mean, I, and people might take it for granted, but I believe in that statement. Prayer is paramount. Mm-hmm. But outside of prayer, I mean, of course, you, we, you know, we, you're we, how we, we live We can come with study, studying the study. word, right? Well, that's, study that's, is paramount because how else are you going to know exactly, unless right. you read and not just read, but I mean, meditate on that thing. That's the sub point. Are we teaching people how to properly study? Or are we just telling people, you need to read the word? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to read the word, but help me. I need to study the word and study to show myself approved so it can just kind of saturate my life. Not Because anybody can read. You can read the word from an aspect of looking at it as a a book of historical context, mm-hmm. which it is. Yeah. It is the book of historical context, but it, but it's also the actual living word of God. So, okay, we got prayer and we got true study of the word. What, what else? Apply the word. <laughs> Be ye doers. Be ye doers. Okay? Oh, man. It's a change of lifestyle. Yeah, man, man. It's a complete change of lifestyle. Shout out to Wolfman and Sal K. It's a change. It's a change of lifestyle. I have to be doers of what the word says. If he says love your enemies and pray for them that despitefully use you, do good onto them who hate you, right? I'm living that. Okay. (laughs) Now, again, it doesn't mean 
I have to fellowship with you. It doesn't mean right. I have to kick it with you. But it I doesn't mean that I have to be friends with you. But I have to but love I you. need to love you in a, in a right. sense that I'm wishing the best that God has for you. And if you are yeah. in a pinch or you are in a situation, if you are you. in danger, I'm willing to extend a hand of help. Yeah, I still got you. Despite how what you said about me, despite <clears throat> how you slandered my name, despite right. how you mistreated me, despite how you, right? That's the true essence of love. And that's where we are. When we do what God says, that's when we heap hot coals. Yeah, that right there would do enough damage on them. And that's between God and that and individual. Yeah. Our job is just to love. Let God okay. deal with the, whatever the Whatever the, all the other stuff. Right? That's his job. And we, it's not that we wish him ill will on no. someone because none of us are deserving of grace. None of us are deserving no. of sal salvation. Actually, all of us should be burning in hell right, right now. Right now. Okay? So we need to man up. Okay? And, 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 and walk in a spiritual maturity that we're not wishing ill will on anyone. Do we get angry enough? Do we get frustrated enough? Yes. yes that's a human emotion. But the Lord said it's okay to be angry, but, but sin not. not. There right. you go. So I can get hot, but... Yep. And I'm not supposed what? to punch you in your in your teeth. And thoughts are going to come, but what they say that I take what every thought captive. That, in that, other words, oof. when I take those thoughts captive, that means that I'm not going to sit there and constantly and dwell on, on it. it. Yeah. That it be yeah. that it will, will turn into uh, a production of action. Right. We don't yeah. want that. Then you socking them in. They you think about coolers. something long enough, you you you, you going to do it right. Yeah, so that's not that. So that's why they said take every thought captive. My God. And what 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 the, what did some of the old folks used to tell us, man? He said uh, a, a bird can come and land on your head, but don't let it what build a nest. That's that's man. discipline. That's that's mind discipline. Mind discipline, bro. And so forgiveness, separation, healing. And maintenance. All of this is centered around Christ. There's nothing that God is unable to do. There's nothing. He tells us to come to come to me, those that are uh, that are uh, heavy laden, right? And I will give you rest. Take my what yoke upon me. And learn to me. Yeah, learn. And realize yeah, exactly. What is learn? Learning means that I'm just not absorbing information. What? I'm actually acting it out. I'm taking steps. You're doing it. I'm applying <laughs> the steps. He said, what? Learn from me. A lot of times we go to other sources outside of Christ. First. Yeah. Because we, we got a Holy Spirit in us. That has all of the details and all of the information concerning our purpose. Purpose. How often do we talk to the Holy Spirit that <laughs> has everything? Uh, thank God for pastors. Yeah. Thank God for teachers. Yeah. Thank God for instructors. Yeah. Evangelists. But the Holy Spirit. No more is our lead and our guide. And a lot of times we spend more efforts on people who are what? Teachers and preachers 
which is good. But how yeah. often do we spend time talking to the Holy Spirit that can reveal what he needs to share with us? I think that's a dangerous place to be, too. I think it's dangerous for a person to do that. Mm-hmm. It's dangerous for the other person because you are actually putting them in the place of God. Mm-hmm. When we're supposed, I mean, there should be they should be the supporting, um, or if you're in communication with God, then they're the confirmation. Mm-hmm. But if you ain't ever, that's why I can't stand that phrase. Oh, it's not just a phrase. It's actually, it's a culture. Pray for me. Are you even praying for yourself? Do you talk to God about your situation? Mm-hmm. Or do you just come to me on a fishing expedition talking about some pray for me on this and pray for me on that? But I, I very seldom hear, pray with me on this. Brother Drea, pray with, pray with us on this. We're working through this. Mm-hmm. Well, God is presenting some things. Now, I have heard that. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, and, man, and I know a lot of it is spiritual immaturity. And I'm not trying to point the finger like I'm some God guru. But that's one thing that I know that the Lord has helped me to. Yeah. And I've used it as a tool to kind of wade out the chumps that try to come to me with the fishing stuff. Mm-hmm. Pray uh, pray for me, Rodriguez on uh Yeah, we're so religious. That's the Oh my God. That's that religious rhetoric. That's some Pharisee type stuff, you yeah. know. Uh, and, and, and some people mean well, but then at the same time, you know, there's a you know, <clears throat> in life people have created a dependency on others. They, 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 they depend on the strength of others, not understanding that if I'm throwing all of my weight on somebody, that do you not know what load that they're probably carrying? And they got their own load. You know what I'm saying? But, 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 okay. Wrong with that. And well, what not, do you do with the strong are supposed to bear the infirmities for the weak? Let the strong bear the infirmities of the weak, right? Mm-hmm. It's not always a constant thing. Do I always <laughs> got, why are you always weak, though? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you always weak? Yeah, you ain't never strong. Whenever I turn around, you always asking for prayer. Yeah, like Again, I'm not against prayer, and you should have someone that you can pray with. Yeah. But my question is, is that are we so weak to a point where we always asking somebody? Have you prayed about it? Wow. Because the Bible even says that the prayer, the fervent prayer of a righteous man availed much. So my question is, there's some prayers that you can that you can render unto the Lord by yourself. You don't need a prayer partner. Mm-hmm. But there's some things that can be so heavy that you need the what the 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 um uh you, you you need the you need people connected with you. You need, you need some people that energy with you. Right. Right? You need that two or three or five or six. Right. Know? You know, uh, so so it's, it's some trees. Again, there's there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that. It's some trees that you can clearly see on your own. Yeah, or put it like this: sometimes our, our distorted vision makes us always dependent upon somebody else. Mm, that's because a part of yours. I get it. I, I can't see myself doing this. Okay, yes, there is a part because I said it earlier. A person that thinks they can do things by themselves, that's distorted because you can't do everything by yourself. There's some things that you can, 
Do by yourself. You know, because the Bible talks about bearing our own burden. Mm-hmm. Right? Bearing our own burden. So meaning that there's a responsibility that you have as a believer. Just even as a person, there are responsibilities that are what? Your responsibilities. Correct. And you can do it without the assistance of somebody else. However, there are some things, if you want to uh, advance and, and go further or whatever, it's going to take the help of somebody else. Yeah, some of these things ain't going to go out except it, but by... <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother level, though. Okay. But my whole point is that... There's some days where you, there's some things that actually require the help of somebody else, and there's some things that do not require the help of somebody else. And we got, and you got to be able to distinguish between the two. And sometimes we got those of us that are learned in these areas have to have to teach that to somebody. I was just gonna ask that. You know what I'm saying? We got to teach that to somebody. Hey, no, this is something you're supposed to be doing by yourself. You can't be constantly calling so-and-so Bruh. and Joe and, and Sally to help you so out. So is that the religious part of it where it's like it's a religious dependence upon distortion? Well, you know, just like, hey, listen to this. Just like in Proverbs, you know, what, what does Solomon talk about? You know, you lazy folks, look at the ant and see what they do. Ooh-wee. <laughs> you sluggard. Yeah. There's some things we just lazy in. Yeah, you love sleep. He who loves sleep. Yeah. You know, I, I was talking with poverty. someone that, that said, hey, uh, when you go to prayer, pray for me. And I said, what are you doing, though? Uh, 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 uh. uh oh, you at home? No, no, no. Why, why don't you bring your prayer request to prayer? Well, uh, You see what I'm saying? Oh, well. Because you're not doing anything. Well, Reverend. Because none of Reverend nothing. I said, hey, I said, hey, I see you at prayer. I said, we, I said, we're praying on Tuesday. I'll see you there. I'll see you there. I'm just saying, you know, hey, I just got off work. I said, me too. I said, yeah, exactly. I said, what, what are you doing? And I said, you don't stay far from the church. What are you doing? I don't know. I I can't, I can't pray for. I, I can pray for you. But you think God does not see your lack of effort? Mm. That's laziness. Again, that's a religious thing of dependency where we want to put it on somebody else. That's actually a mindset, man, where we think that just because we're saved and we can announce and proclaim and confess something into existence that is actually going to happen without our participation? Come on. Mm Mm-mm. You I don't care how much Noah had do the work. You got to do the work. I don't care how much Noah had that that blueprint of the ark. He had to swing he had the to hammer. He had to swing the hammer. He had to build, didn't he? Yep. For Even 120 when, years. When, 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 when God gave the plans to Moses of how the tabernacle is supposed to the tabernacle is supposed to look, mm-hmm. the tent tabernacle to set up. Yeah. Guess what? They Somebody had, had to build it. God didn't do it. Because <laughs> so, we got this thing in, in our walk, man, where it just, so, you know what I'm saying? So let's, let's, let's go back to what we hear about, I see trees walking, okay? The man had to be willing 
to allow Christ to lead him out. Very much so. He had to be willing. And then after being touched the first time, and when he, can, when he didn't see clearly, he had to admit, man, I can't see right. It don't yeah. look right. Yeah, I see so. trees walking, man. What is it? What's the deal here? Do you not know that people who have low self-esteem can sit there and accept something that ain't right and they know it's not re- right? Yes. Oh, you know yeah. So that's a problem, too. Because he had to admit that, man, this, this, ain't, this don't look right. But there's some people. <laughs> oh, I get it. Good. I get it. You know what I'm saying? Pride. But, but there's some people that will see something ain't right, but they'll accept it anyway. Pride can keep them blind. Your pride will keep you seeing trees. Or this self, what's the word I'm looking for, Drill? Indulged. No, this actually um, unworthiness. The feeling of unworthiness. Pitiful. The feeling, again, is something that people deal with. Yeah. And there's always, a, you know, there's, but when, as if I'm feeling unworthy and undeserved, mm-hmm. I will even accept what I know ain't always the right thing. It's or self-pity. Self-pity. I take whatever. Yeah. Oh, no, man. No. Unworthiness. Yeah. That's distorted. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, I can't, you know what? I can Self-loathing. see. Self-loathing. That's what the word is. Okay. Yeah, I can see, but it don't look right. But you know what? I don't deserve, I don't deserve any better than what I have anyway. So yeah. I'll take what you got, sir. <laughs> because you know yeah. this. Check this out. He said, yeah, I can see, but I got, but the people think that. I they look like trees walking walk. around. Some people were stopped and said, yeah, I can see. No one ain't seeing right. Exactly. I can see. Yeah, I can see. I'm straight. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm, I'm straight. That'll work. That'll work. Mm-mm. But a bunchy butt. Guess what? That'll do. Yeah. <laughs> so there, there, there's a lot of, again, trauma. Trauma make you feel unworthy. Man. Right? The self-loathing, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm stuck in helplessness, and, and, and these and these are real places in life. Mm-hmm. These are real places in life, and that's why a lot of us are underachievers. <laughs> underachievers because yeah. of how we view ourselves and we will project how we view ourselves on others who don't even look at us the same way. And they sitting back wondering, this man got all this greatness. All this I talent. see all of this talent. I see all this skill. All of this. You can see, see God it. on this individual they and they it. won't go past the limit. That they placed on themselves. Golly. Because, again, we can see things wrong, bro. Just just even now. See, see, a, a, a crisis, a situation will expose what type of relationship you really have. Yeah, hard times. It will expose. And there's some relationships that have shifted 
because a crisis happened. See, the crisis was supposed to be something that the relationship, what, got each other through. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, whoever who was involved through. But the crisis created a division. The crisis created, um, well, let's say the crisis created a situation where people found out where they truly were in that relationship, their capabilities. It uncovered something. Yes. It covered the truth. It uncovered something. It uncovered something. Something real. So if things don't look right anymore... If, if you have lost hope, if you at one point you saw yourself accomplished, whether it's in a relationship, whether it's in business, whether it's in ministry, whether it's in uh, another leadership position, um, you know, financially, e- even emotionally, if you saw yourself in a good place, but you don't see yourself there anymore, there's a distortion. And we need to go back and see. And deal with it. And deal with it. We got to admit, hey, Lord, man, I'm blind. I lost my sight. I lost my vision. But you're going to have to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be. Because if not, we'll sit there and live with that blindness that we're dealing with, and we won't move forward. And we know something is wrong, but we have what normalized the dysfunction in our life. And that's not that's never God's intention. That's so bad. So just like even in the first episode, we dealt with the man with the withered hand. The reality was, even though I'm accepting of this and I've learned to live with this, this is something that God never intended for me to live, to live with. with. Right. The blindness. Again, we can see, but we're not seeing right. We're not seeing in the way that he wants us to see. From his perspective. And we can sit there and live with this blindness or even this distorted vision. And we will normalize it because basically we have been traumatized and we have not gotten over it. We have not healed from it. Mentally... We don't see ourselves. Everything starts in the mind. It starts in the mind. Dude, dude, dude. So we got to get from the place of we seeing trees walking, right? We're seeing a future that does not look right. A future that actually is opposite of what God said for us. It's opposite of what I dreamed about. It's opposite of what I planned. It's opposite. And if I don't see myself there, and I can't envision myself there, I'm not heading there. But that's not God's will. God needs to open up our blinded, not only open up our blinded eyes, but we need God to give sometimes give us another touch. That we can, with our open eyes, we can what, see. see things clearly. And get the full view of the perspective. The full view. Not the distorted view. But the full view. The full view. Because I'm not going any direction where it's distorted. I have to what? Have clarity about oh. where I'm going. Man. Man. We need 
another touch sometimes, man. God is a God of another touch. Yeah. We need another <laughs> touch, man. We need another touch. And I believe he left that there for us to see that you can have sight. And still But it does that mean you always have clear vision? No. Again, you can have sight. Having sight does not always mean you have clear vision. But And he gave clear steps to what you can do to get your clear vision, to get that full view. Yeah. You know, you can first admit mm-hmm. that you're not seeing well. Mm-hmm. Secondly, you need to, we need to identify where we lost our sight. At. Well, yeah. This is what happened. Mm-hmm. Then we got to be willing to take the necessary steps. For healing. For healing. Mm-hmm. We got to be willing to forgive. Yeah. But, but this is the thing. Taking the necessary steps of healing means that uh, part of that is forgiveness. Yeah. Also, part of that is coming from separation. Things That's that cause blindness, that and, cause distortion. Right? And then lastly, once we get there, we got to stay on our PM. We got our preventative maintenance. We got to pray. True study. Mm-hmm. Live it. Protect, protect the healing. Yo, we protect it. Protect Nurture it. it. Yeah. Make grow it. Right, right, right. Because sometimes your healing is a seed for it to grow into something greater. <laughs> you got to nurture Man, it. You got to water, water it. You got to cultivate it. But then, again, that protective, that protective part means that when he said, don't go back to that village, I'm not going back to those places that where I tripped up at. Right. I'm not, I'm going, not going back to that. those relationships. I'm not going back to those places. I'm not going back to those mindsets that I was what did not only delivered from, but also healed from. A wise old man, a cool wise old man told, gave me this. He said, when you're running from a bear, don't run to another bear. When I'm leaving that situation, some of these situations do mirror. You run to another. You think it's different, but it's not. It's really just been packaged in a different way. We have to learn how to protect the healing. Man, that is that is very your healing. That is very good. Be protected, man. This luggage has been thoroughly unpacked this evening. I mean, it's everywhere. Y'all can get this good luggage (laughs) right here on TMP. You know what I'm talking about, the total man. And these are things that we're discussing that we can begin to be the total man that God created us, the the total man that God intended us, intended for us to be. And I see trees. Is that not only do we need to see, we need to see clearly. Clearly, we Sometimes in clearly. order for us to see clearly, we got to deal with the trauma that not only created the blindness, but also created the distortion. Because sometimes we just come from the wreck. We'll come from the, the <laughs> blunt trauma. Right. And we'll, come, we'll, we'll come out of that and we'll see, but, but everything is not clear. Man. And we need the Lord to touch our minds. Let this mind be in you. That is also in Christ Jesus. 
man tonight you have been swimming with the shark and swinging with the sword total man podcast we are out see you next time Thank you for tuning in to the Total Man Podcast with the sword and the shark.